Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Winning Wives Pray Call. It's Dr. Sakisha from Marriages Can Win. And I'm so excited to be here with you on this Thursday evening. And I, I don't count it lightly that there you could be doing anything you choose to do at this moment, but you're choosing to spend your time with us. And we're invite, asking you just take a moment, invite a family member, a friend, a wife that you know that just needs to be able to get into an atmosphere where she could just let her hair down, put her feet up and be poured into because that's what we are here to do for this evening. We are here to serve you. And joining me this evening, I have two dynamic powerhouses, some empowering women that are here to pour into you what God has laid on their hearts for wives in this season. And I'm so excited. Um, it's, I'll, I'll share with you later how, how we're all connected. And I think that's amazing how God's divinely orchestrated these calls. Um, I'm going to take one moment. I'm so sorry. And read with you who we have joining us this evening. First, we have Ms. Valerie Ashford Brown joining us. She assists women that are going through a life's change, and she's a transition coach who guides women from a place of overwhelm to a place of overflow. And how many of you guys know we could use that right now going through COVID-19? We need to go from a place of overwhelm to a place of overflow so they can start living and stop merely existing. Let me say that one more time. So they can start living and stop merely existing. That should be connecting with someone in their spirit because that is hitting me right now. She's happily married. And she just celebrated her 24th wedding anniversary Ooh. on the 18th. So <laughs> Thank you all. Yes. Mom to two college-age daughters, and that still keeps her and her spouse very, very busy. But Valerie's a humble servant, and she's committed to God, and it's truly in him that she lives and moves and has her very existence. So everybody, we want you to welcome Miss Valerie Ashford Brown. <laughs> oh gosh, Dr. Sakisha and Jarrell, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. Oh my gosh, I've been watching the show and I'm like, hmm, this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be good, but I'm excited. I'm humble to I'm be humble here, here, and um, yeah, I guess I'll just go I'll ahead and pour in and, pour and, in and share, and let's real go, go, but I'll go ahead I'll and, go and share what I have on my mind for for tonight. Again, as I said, I'm just excited to be here to be in a place where God has called me, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was praying about was this when I first got your email, Dr. Sakisha. I was praying about what I would actually come and say. And do you know God was silent? I'm like, Jesus, 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 come on now. He was silent. And you know when I got a message? I got a message today. Today. Have a sense of humor or what? I mean, because yeah. I, I was waking up in the middle of the night and I was praying. I was like, God, you know, what is it? What is it? But I didn't get a message until today. And I'm going to talk to you about 
falling in love, falling in love with your spouse again, spouse again. and not mm-hmm. only falling, not in, only love falling him, in love with him, but falling in like. Falling in like. Mm-hmm. All right, because you can right, love them, but do you really, really like them? Really, really like you know, mm-hmm. um, right. it reminds me of back in March. When we first came into the situation that we're in now, the pandemic and everything, and I came back from a trip to Fort Lauderdale, and it was the middle of March, everything was like shut down, just shut down, right? And I had said to myself that we're in a in a in a new normal. A lot of folks are calling it a new normal, but it it dawned on me that. That old normal, that old way wasn't so good for me. And this new way and this new normal is really, really good in regards to my relationships. Now, I'm in the DC area right now, and it's hectic here with traffic. I, I work. I've been married now 24 years girls in college and girls stuff, and so they came stuff. home. Thank you so much. And we're excited about that. We're excited. Praise God. Praise God. So the girls come home from, from college, the middle of March, and they just kind of mess up our, our group because we had a group, and we're we're like semi-empty nesters, and I'm not going to lie. We're really loving where we are right now, you know? We downsized and everything. Went from, from a bigger house there in Fairfax County, Virginia, now we're in Maryland, but um, we, we downsized and everything. We're like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool, but then the girls came home, and they messed up our group a little bit, although we love them, but um, I say that to say that it was a time for me to rekindle because honestly, I was tired of the grind. I was tired of trying to connect with my husband after work. All right. Go to work, come home, fight traffic, have dinner, and then you go to bed, basically. And I kept saying to myself, Lord, is this all there is to life? It cannot be all there is to life. So, um, and it dawned on me when I was in one of the Facebook I don't remember where it was exactly. I read something that said, this woman said, her husband is getting on her nerves. And I said to myself, and I, I was trying to think yeah, of like horror stories and stuff like that. But I said, you know what? Really, I don't have that story. And I'm so grateful. And I'm not. I'm not. trying to say that we is what we never ever have heard. We never have intent. That is not what I'm saying. Honestly, saying is that I like my husband. My husband. And this. Time where we have been called to isolate this time where we've been I'm getting to know my husband to a point where I am connected I am connected but we're connected we're also communicating we're operating we have some good teamwork here and that's how we're Tonight, I was doing a month ago, and the devotion said to treat your spouse like God is the father-in-law. And I said, "Whoa, that that is deep to treat your spouse like God is the father-in-law." And so, what that meant to me is to treat Alvin. 
like he's the son of God, which he is. He's the son of God and it meant to treat him well. Right. No. Treat him right. well. Um, no. When I realized um, that, I realized that in that, it really it really took a really different spin because I am because going to treat him like God is right God here. Is right and this is his son, which God is with us. And this is his son. So no longer was my marriage just about me. I got out of myself and and started treating him like he was God's son that he is. And I mean, that just opened up like the windows of heaven for me because we we have this thing and we know who God is. But when I thought of it and it said, treat your spouse like God is the father-in-law and I'd be answering to the father-in-law, that really shook me up. So anyway, I'm going to talk about the three C's here. All right. So my first C is connection. Connection. This time, where we have been in COVID-19 now for a long time. I remember when it first happened, like in December, when it showed up on, on CNN and a teammate said to me, look at this. And I didn't even know how to pronounce the word coronavirus. So um, it came in December 2019. And then fast forward to shut down. And um, that said to me, when we talk about falling in love with ourselves, falling in love with them, because people love them and not like them. But when I thought about that, I thought about connection. And from 1 John 4, 8, the, the CSB version says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. And the good news about that is that we can love each other honestly and earnestly, even when you don't like them the most. And I related this to my relationship. Also, forgiveness is key here. And then you love when you love it will shine bright. It will shine bright. Even in the darkest of moments in our lives, it will shine bright, shine bright. Um, the second scripture that I had for connection was Colossians 3.19. It says, husbands, love your wives. And I know you, you all know this. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. I have my shirt right here. Let me grab my shirt. I put my shirt right here because, listen, I just got this shirt. And I don't know if you can see it or not. But it says, let me see. Let me go over here. It says to be kind. To be kind. And I said, you know what? In this day and time, that's one of the best things to do is to be kind. And who better to be kind to than our husbands? I mean, sometimes we're kinder to the strangers than we are to the person that we share bed with. And I've been wearing the shirt. As a matter of fact, my daughter said to me, Mommy, are you going to take the shirt off? I'm like, girl, you know, it got a special message. Be kind. Be kind. So, no, I'm not taking it off. But I just thought it was was powerful. So, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Remember to be kind. The third scripture I have is John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved, have loved you. You also are to love one another. And the good news about this is that we must always remember to love each other just as much as God loved us. All right. So second, my second C is commitment. Commitment to each other. How are we standing 
in the gap and being committed to each other. My husband is really big on on the whole commitment piece. And I'm not going to lie, when when we first got married, I think probably into our third or fourth year of marriage, I used that D word and I shouldn't have used that D word. But here I am 24 years later. So I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. But, you know, it just reminded me of, of commitment. What is our commitment to to marriage? And um, I think about Dr. Satisha and and winning marriage, winning in marriage on your show. And I think with commitment, it means also managing ourselves and not being selfish, not being selfish with the with the commitment, and then also. Um, just being ourselves being and ourselves giving of ourselves. It's a matter of taking care of each other. That's a critical element in winning in this thing that we call marriage. Um, the third thing that I have is cooperation. And I have a scripture for that. And I know you all know this good scripture too. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And what better scripture for marriage than that? Cooperation. I think about um, the the couples that we have in the Bible, like our first couple, Adam, Adam and Eve, and others that we have in the Bible, um, Joseph and Mary, although they all had trials and tribulations, but still, they came together and were able to cooperate. And if you look at, if you look at, like, say, if we're going to go to modern day, we can look at our modern day couples like Bishop T.D. Jakes and Sarita Jakes and how they get along. You can look at um, Barack and Michelle Obama and how they've gotten along. We look at Alvin and C.C. Winans. These are some of the, the couples that we see out there in the forefront and they, they are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how they get along. It's about cooperation, how they are sharpening each other. And Dr. Zakish, you want to say something? I'm just going on. <laughs> no, you are doing fine. I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, it, it's hitting home and I'm just, I'm thinking about these points and you know how God is amazing, how there there's messages that he wants to get to us and something, it could be a shirt, just a reminder, be kind, you know? And yeah. I laugh because yeah. I, it made me think about when I met my husband and I don't know if I've ever shared this on the broadcast before. It was because I had just gone through a terrible breakup before I met my husband. Mm -hmm. And God told me when I woke up that morning, he said, be nice to everyone you meet. Because God knew his daughter. He knew what was going to come out of my mouth. And it's so funny. Right before I met my husband, and then when he pulled up and he stopped the car, and, um, and I was getting ready to just go off. Cause I was like, I was not in the mood. I didn't want to hear it. And I heard it again, be nice to everyone you meet. So imagine yeah. if I would have been obedient to God 24 years later, you know what I mean? God yeah. starts yeah. to us in different ways. And that be kind, it's a reminder of what he wants you to do, how he wants you to treat your spouse. Mm -hmm. So it's funny how God is always speaking, but are we always listening? And yeah. sometimes he's like, yeah. She's like, daughter, you about to do something that, you know, so he's sending us these messages. So we got to be intentional <laughs> about, OK, God, this message is for me. OK, OK. And and sometimes I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I kind of like I kept going because I was in my in my lane, kind of like I need to do this into my to do list. But God's like, yeah. I need you to sit down 
and, and hear my voice. You know, I'm never going to leave, you know, forsake you. You know, he, he can orchestrate every footstep. Everything. Obedience. So it's, it's when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine after this call, my husband said, yeah, did you hear what they said about this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a similar story because going back to when we first met, I was living in Atlanta and I just gotten out of a rough breakup too. And I did not want to be bothered with anyone. I I had just like sat on the sofa, laid on the sofa, did all this stuff by myself for a long time. And then here he comes along and I wasn't, I, I don't know, Be Kind maybe wasn't so so popular then, but I guess I was kind. But anyway, I did not want to be bothered with anyone at the time. I was done. I was done with men. But see, that, that taught me something, too. Because once I surrendered all to God, he sent the person that I had been praying for. Until this day, sometimes I don't even know or even think I, I deserve it sometimes. But um I had to be kind, and then I also had to surrender, surrender all to him, because I had gone through a lot of knuckleheads, and so, you know, you know how you go back and you look at over your life, and you say, mm, thank God, <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God, so, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, you're going to say something. No, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so with those, with those three C's, um, it just reminds me of the fruit of the spirit. When we look at Galatians five and, and we look at the fruit of the spirit, um, what long suffering, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It reminds me of that. And then also um, it reminds me too, to honor our husbands during the season, to honor them, to take to take care of them. Um, again, I was in a place where the grind was really, really hard. And I kept thinking, how much longer do I go through this? So this time where I have been quarantined, we're both teleworking, we're here 24 seven, I, as a matter of fact, I did not go out the house today. It was raining here today, so I did not go out the house. But it has taught me to really like my husband, to have fun. Also, to, to translate that into more love. I mean, we're taking turns cleaning up. We're taking turns cooking. So I'm not doing all the cooking 24, 24, seven, because you know, um, everything is shut down for the most part. So we're taking turns with, with cooking. We're taking turns, just doing a lot of things and we are cooperating, working as, as a team. So I want to leave that with the ladies today to, to get to a place where you really like your husband and get to a place where you love them as well and get to a place where you honor them and all that they do and build them up. Uh, men have such such, such a heavy um, plight on their life right now, particularly African-American men. And it doesn't even matter the age these days. And um, sometimes I just go in the office and I just give my husband a hug. You know, because they need it. They're 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 carrying a lot of stress on them. If they're the men that 
they're called to be and how God has called them as how they're paying the bills. They're taking care of everything, you know, with the family, making sure the children are okay. If you have children, if you don't have children, making sure you're okay. They have a heavy responsibility. And sometimes the way that I go in and be kind is just go in the office and just give my husband a hug and just ask, you know, how was your day going today? What can I do to make it better? And I, I just want to leave that with the ladies, ladies tonight to, to be kind, like your husbands, and also love them. Oh, wow, that, that's powerful. That's a, a tool to put in your basket, just to be kind to your husband. Because sometimes that I hate to say it, but sometimes that's not on my to. That's not on your to do list as a wife. Mm -hmm. You're thinking. Get the bills, gotta get the kids taken care of, gotta get my business in order, gotta do this, manage my clients. And sometimes you just have to really be intentional. You know what? Have I shown him that I loved him today? Have I give, spoken kind words over him um, today? And as you said, have I connected with him today? Have I demonstrated my commitment to him today? And do I cooperate with him? Because mm -hmm. sometimes that can be a challenge, you know, truth be told, because yeah. we have yeah. so much stuff going on. Sometimes we got to kind of silence everything that's going on around us and just be intentional uh, on focusing on them. So that's really, really powerful. I want um, I want to go ahead and make sure I, I, I introduce Trell so we yes. can hear yes. the conversation, because Valerie, I do want to come back to you and I do want you to pray for the wives that are struggling in that area. Um, so our other panelist tonight is Montrell Ravenel, a.k.a. Trell. Um, she works alongside her husband. They're called and qualified to serve engaged and married couples. She's known as the master wife coach and helping winning wives to win in their marriage against all odds. She's a best-selling Amazon author and has written over a dozen books. And she does say that marriage isn't hard, but it does take work. So that's a reminder. Marriage can be hard, but it's not hard. I'm sorry, but it does take work. And her and her husband believe in the ICC model when it comes to thriving in your marriage. You must be intentional in how you show up for one another beyond your feelings and emotions. And that's kind of, that connects right with what you were talking about earlier, Val Valerie. You must be consistent in your actions and behavior towards one another and committed to each other and maintaining trust, love, respect, and fidelity, no matter what. Do you hear those three words? No matter what. She's a keynote speaker and a thought leader, and she's been instrumental to the success of the Wives Who Win movement and providing endless support and insight. And in January of 2021, she and her husband are planning to host their first marriage retreat. So make sure you stay connected. So everybody, we're going to welcome Trell Ravenel. How are you doing this evening? Hey, 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 everyone. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for just this opportunity. And when Valerie was talking, I was shaking my head and just thinking of all kinds of things. And I believe all of us have a similar story. And I believe the story is similar because we have similar personalities. You know, we're all winning wives. And then let me just clarify that. That doesn't mean that we're perfect. That means that we're striving to be perfected in Christ. And we all are dominating in our own right in our individual calling and gifts and purpose. And we have an assertiveness and intuitiveness about us. And I believe with that, 
also comes other things, right? It comes sometimes with high emotions. It comes sometimes with, um, I don't want to say, I guess I could say potty mouth. I know that was my truth. And the reason why I talk about communication a lot and conflict a lot is because that was my struggle. Notice I didn't see necessarily my husband's struggle. It was my struggle. Uh, I dealt a lot with just not knowing when to say, what to say, how to say it. And a lot of that stemmed from childhood. Uh, a lot of that stemmed from me being, feeling rejected, feeling uh, abandoned and experiencing all of these other variables that were attached to my life. As a result of my father passing away three days before my 18th birthday, and he and I didn't have a good relationship. I guess I can say that because I was a teenager. I was a teenager. I just had a son, right? At the age of 17, had a child, six months old baby and already thinking I'm grown, right? And I can do whatever I want to. And my father was only trying to provide love and structure and support. And he died suddenly. So it was a sudden death. And I carried that for a long time. I carried the fact that I didn't get to have a relationship the way that I needed to have with him. I carried the fact that I didn't get to tell him, you know, I'm sorry for all of the hell, if I can say that word that I caused, like, you know, my parents just being rebellious and just wanting to do whatever that I wanted to do. So I carried that a long, a long time. And there was a lot of rejection associated to that. And I didn't realize why. So there, with that came a really bad attitude bothering Sakisha. Like I just had a really bad attitude. I had a really bad mouth. Um, I would say whatever I wanted to say. So whoever I wanted to say with no regard, no regards to how they would feel. I didn't care. And this is, you know, I got saved. So let's just back up here. I got saved at the age of 19. I grew up in a Christian environment. So I saw my parents, my parents fast and go to church and they're perfect, but I saw Christ demonstrated in the household. So I grew up in that environment and I knew who God was, but still yet. I carry this burden of a bad attitude and a bad mindset for so long and holding on to all of these. So when getting into my marriage, I've been married you guys are veterans. married 15 years together. However, God has anointed me for such a time as this. And when I got into the marriage relationship and even knowing my husband before that, I just had no filter. I had no filter. I don't honestly say the arguments to finish the moments initiated because of my attitude. I said, granted, I was already I was I wasn't doing the wives and women movement. God didn't give me that until 2016, but I was already leading and I was successful at that, but I still had things that I was dealing with. And I would pray and ask God to change my it was a time and you know I'm a prayer, I'm a prayer warrior. I will fast, no minutes, right? So I had these things that were spiritual. It was so I was reaching so much for the spiritual reward, if I can say that, or the spiritual highlight. If you will, I failed to look at my emotions. I failed to work on my development and my growth. I was really under the impression that if I was and I had a relationship with God that everything else would work out. I would be under the impression that everything, well, I didn't realize I had two problems. So let's clear that up until later on. But I thought that I would be the person because I was spiritual 
and because I was leading a group of women. So I would say things, I would do things, um, just be sarcastic and just really, I was horrible, you guys, absolutely horrible. And it was one time I was praying, I was earnestly, and I'm saying, God, change, change my husband, and, and he needs to do this, and he needs to do that. And in that moment, as I'm talking to you all now, that's you change. And I said, what? I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm fine. I'm a leading woman. How do you mean I'm perfect, right? I'm all of these things. I change. I just need to read this Bible. I don't even see pray as mean to change. Is this to me? Because I was judgmental. Just all of these negative. I'm just negative. Bubble. And when he that, I did question him. But then I submitted to him. And he began, it was like he had a and he was just showing me, me. He was going through my life, the person that I was. And I can't not that person. I'm not saying my husband was 100%, you know, um, he was 100% perfect. He didn't contribute. But I, I like to say, I'm saying for myself to be on the stand tonight, right? <laughs> so it was like I took this book and said, okay, don't focus on your husband. I need you to focus on you. I need you to focus on me. I need you to focus on dealing with these issues, dealing with these areas, so you don't need to show up like that because that's ugly. And he showed me my ugly. He showed me my poor communication. He showed me that I had no boundaries at all. I would just, no boundaries, no boundaries. When you, people say you say things to hurt, and I was a, I was a person that could hurt with words because I was in an abusive relationship before, physically abusive relationship. And the only way I was able to defend myself was because I can physically fight right? So when I got married and I would be in a position where I felt like I was back into it, or I got defensive, I would fight back with my words. And I would say things and have any regards. So I'm just gonna share with you just a few things here. I'm glad you mentioned that about the work and the marriage not being hard because I come to the realization and we always hear, oh, marriage is Marriage is so hard. I'm like, the decisions that we have to make is hard. It was hard for me to submit to God and to sit there and God to show me who it really was. It's hard for me to selfless because I'm on my own way and I want to be in control. It's hard for me to say, I'm sorry, even when I feel like I didn't do right? It's hard for me to let go of that pride and that arrogance. Those are hard. Those things are hard. But marriage in itself is not hard because God never intended for it to be. He intended for us to be able to build one another, submit one, one to another. So that's basically you serving me, I serve you. If we're simultaneously doing that, we're often doing that. No, either one of us will never lack. And I believe the, the part of the problem is we think that if I'm given to her or if I'm given to him, I'm going to lack something. But if we have that same mindset, neither of us will ever lack in the relationship. So I'm going to come from just good advice, bad timing. And I say that because I was I was the queen of I know everything, but the timing was always off. 
even up till the other day, my husband was like, you're timing, huh? I'm like, I don't got better with that. <laughs> like, it's never the right. I'm like, it's never the right time. Yes, I use, I use an exclusive lady. I'm like, it's never the right timing. Like, when is the right timing? And, you know, even here today, even leading, even leading wives, and I'm sure you can answer this, God is still pruning. God is still developing me. He is still carrying me. He is still perfecting me. And I believe yes. we, we get to a point where, oh, I've arrived. And you know what I always say? I never want to be a perfect one. I never want to arrive because if that is the case, there is never any room for improvement. And I might as well go ahead and die and go to heaven. Reach, reach my life and reach the life and reach the life and, and be Peter and all these things. And there is no longer a necessity on earth. So I'm glad we said that. I am scripture that God gives me. That God gives me. I was like, what am I going to do? And it was when I pray, when I pray, I'm going to have a teacher. I'm going to have a teacher to say, like, literally, hours here. I started writing down. So, so Ephesians 4.32. Be ye kind to one another. Christ for Christ for Christ for giving you. I'm gonna read that in the passion, and I'm gonna also read that in the passion. The passion passion says instead be kind. So you know that what something has to go, right? But instead, this is what I need you to do. I need you to be kind. So instead of wanting to lash, instead of wanting your way. Instead of having to discuss right now, instead of showing out. Be kind, be kind, affectionate toward one another. Who, one another, who, one another, husband, right? Right, because you know, the commandment tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. My husband is my neighbor, he's my husband, but he's also my neighbor, figuratively speaking, and literally speaking. So, one to another, has God graciously given you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of love. And that word forgive, when we look at forgiveness, not necessarily the person had, meaning that the person went out and did something. Sometimes the, our forgiveness is you didn't take out the trash. You know, you, I, I actually saw that. You just went to the store. So now I'm holding on to that for five days because he forgot to stop by the store. You know, granted, he forgot to stop by the store, but then he came in and you saw he didn't have the milk that you had to get. You automatically have an attitude. We automatically have an attitude. Now I'm mad over some milk. Come on. Come on. And that was our story. But just like small things. The Bible said the small things. You allow these small little things. And I was the type of person like, okay, I did this this week. And then I'll let that go by. And I'm just piling on. Like piling on. Piling on things. Once we get in that, you get the fellowship moment. I'm bringing up all of that. I'm going back. I'm sure many men are like this. Like, why are you even talking about that? Like, that didn't happen. I'm like, it happened, but it was not resolved. So, we want to resolve it right now. Yes, we are. Petty. And I used to always say, I was so petty. The message version said, make a clean break. With all cutting, backbiting, be gentle with one another, sensitive, forgive one another. That's that word. As quickly and thoroughly as Christ has forgiven you. In the first Peter 3 and 1, 1 and 1 and 8 says, finally, 
All of you should be of one mind. You, you and your spouse, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted, and keep a humble attitude. That's what God had to show me. And I had to start praying about, Lord, make me more tender. Make me more gentle. Make me more kind. I know I'm assertive. I know I can be a lot to deal with at times, but help me to be more kind and more, uh, you know, just more gentle and more graceful, more graceful. And he has been able to do that and continue to do that. So when we talk about work, I'm just give these four and then I'm going to let you guys come on in and, and can chat together and things of that nature. So when we talk about work, marriage is work. Work, the W for work is willingness. Willingness to take a step back. Evaluate first, then the situation. See what needs to be done and your responsibility or role in that. And I can tell you ladies in the beginning, whew, that was mad. That was that was because that was perfect. Right? Just take a step back for what? I've done nothing wrong. I'm going to wait and I'm going to see. I need to apologize because you So when you have to take a step back and say, God, show me me. Show me my ugliness. Show me who I am. I can be better. Because the better I am, marriage is going to be. We're not going to get it right on. But I bet you, you'll get it. The work is opportunity. Marriage is an opportunity for us to demonstrate Christ's love toward one another. And the only way you're able to do that is a gifting time in the Word of God. My relationship with God was on But when I saw that my relationship with God was not transferred or vice versa. Then I saw that there was be done. What does Christ's love look like? I had to dig deep in it. I had to be real and say, because he will not respond like this. He not react like this. My husband is you got some things that you have to deal with. The R in work is for review. Have you done your diligence? <laughs> review the whole matter. Have you done your due diligence? Have you really done everything in your power to make sure that you showed show up as as graceful, as gentle? Were you kind? Were you forgiving? Are you just being hard? I I even these cards. I need to do something. These grace cards, and it basically says, I you, and it has a scripture on the back. Sometimes we just hold on, not necessarily that the shoulder of us, we just have these little tips or little chip on our shoulder. And we forget that we once were centered too. And God had to show me that all these things that I've done out of the years, like, homegirl, your plate is not clean. Like you got some things that you struggled with. You can't sit and be in judgment to your husband or anybody else for that matter. Nobody can stand against me. So before you start throwing the stones, sister trail, minister trail, prophetess trail, before you start throwing those stones, I need you to look 
at you with a view. And then the uh, case knowledge. Are you learning daily what it takes to build and maintain a healthy marriage? That's part of the reason why God wants to win learning stuff because I learn. I grew up in a two-parent home, but my parents' marriage was weird. That's the way I can describe it. I don't even know how to describe it. It just existed. They took care of us. They loved us. But that was the extent of that. I had to learn. So it is my duty, my obligation to help people learn how to better temper, learn how to manage internal conflict, learn how to constructively de-escalate conflict and issues with the marriage. Learn how to start sometimes. This zip it. Go to the father. Go to the father. Come back. Learn how the time. Learn how to be your tone. Learn to manage emotions and not be emotionally hijacked or strung out. Because you gotta get something in your chest or you your and that takes a that's <laughs> that is hard. And I'm going to say this. If you notice that the temperature of the mood in your marriage has changed, you may not have done. You did nothing. That's the wrong thing. Don't wait to tell your spouse that you've noticed. We have to be with but we have to make sure that that tone. Because I can serve you a on a or a talk to guard. Still a steak dinner, but it's my presentation that matters. The presentation, how you present yourself. Are you presenting yourself like the bride of Christ? Are you presenting yourself like that you're not or that you used to be? Old person. New creation. Wow, that yeah. is powerful. I'm I'm just sitting here thinking, like you know, about the acronym work, the willingness, the opportunity, um, reviewing, and knowledge, and it's really, really important during the season. And it's amazing how with these speakers, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about when we get on the call, mm-hmm. and that be kind was a, a common theme here and then you know i feel like god's just trying to say something to the wise because we're in this new normal of course they're relaxing the laws in many states every state may be a little different but we still have to be kind to one another sometimes we find ourselves in a place of just being comfortable so we kind of let it go in regards to how we speak to one another how we treat one another god's like wait 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 let me let's get this right right here in your house, because when you think about it, our kids are watching us. Mm-hmm. You know, others are watching us. We are that light to other people. We may be the only Bible that people are able to see. So they're watching how you react to your spouse, you know, how you demonstrate love or don't demonstrate love to your spouse, you know, how you handle things. And that then that alone may be the one thing that draws them to Christ. Simply how you carry yourself, how you react under pressure. And trust me, the enemy's gonna turn up the heat. He wants us to act out of character so someone can say, see those Christians, they say one thing. And we're like, no, 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 no. And it's not about putting on airs or pretending to be something you're not because no marriage is perfect. I'll put that out there. And because we're helping and coaching wives does not mean our marriages are perfect. 
we are sharing with you the tools and strategies we have learned along these journeys. So that way, if you are out there and you are listening and you are facing some of these same challenges while you are in quarantine or even outside of quarantine, you can be kind to your, your spouse and have that willingness to take a step back. You know, use those opportunities to demonstrate love, you know, and demonstrate knowledge. You got to be able to connect with your spouse. You have to de demonstrate commitment and cooperation. These are all tools to put in your box to help you out because there will be times where we get on each other's nerves. <laughs> but you, it's all these these lessons that you're learning from these prayer calls and and these um, lessons that we're putting out. It's all to help you. Because I know I'd be the first to raise my hand and say, oh, I wish somebody would have told me that a couple years ago. I know. <laughs> and I'm sure my husband is over in the corner like, yes, I wish they would have told her. Would have saved many a sleepless night. <laughs> and there have been some. Come many on. a slam doors. <laughs> you know? And you know what I what I've discovered and what God even showed me and, and, and why I said earlier that call for such a time as this is because God took me through, took us through some things yeah. so that I could experience and I could relate to the community that he was going to have me to relate to. And I believe people get confused that because we are in the, the area of coaching women and wives that we are mm -hmm. perfect. But that's when you're tested even the more. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. when you're tested even the more. It, was, it got to the point, y'all, I was like, man, okay, this is another storm. And then it got to the point where me and my husband would be at these little odds with one another. I'm like, honey, this is just a test of the enemy. Like, let's just look at it for what it is. <laughs> you must be upset. We already know what it is. And, you know, at first he was like, ah, but after all, I'm like, that's right. I'm like, we're in warfare. We're in spiritual, yeah. spiritual warfare. Here I am trying to minister to wives. And here you are trying to minister to husbands and men. And everybody's looking, you know, a lot of people are looking up to you. You don't think the enemy is mad? Like, come on. Like, at first you weren't on the same page. But then he's like, you're right. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the same thing. It's always a spiritual warfare when you're getting ready to change people's lives on behalf of our father. I mean, like I said earlier, I didn't even know what I was going to say to the women today until a couple of hours ago. And I had to come up with it and get it together, but it would just not, not come to me. So we're always in, in this battle. And I, I think about when we were, I think about like 10 years into our marriage and when my husband was laid off and call it unemployed and underemployed for five whole years. And looking back at that now and fast forward, we've been able to minister to other people in that same position and tell them not to give up. And that's where I came with the part about also building our husbands up because they carry a lot of stress, a lot of things on their shoulders. So during that time, I had to build them up and I've been able to, to coach other wives, you know, just don't give up. That's the thing. You got to stay the course in this marriage. Really got to stay the course if you want it to work to stay the course. So I agree with you. I agree with you. That is powerful. And even in our season of, of growth, God, we, my husband, I like uh, Charles said, we laugh about it now because we know we're going to be tested when we, we start to prepare messages. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves just really irritated with one another. And we're like, wait a minute, wait, hold up. Let, let's take a step back and look at this for a minute. What's going on? OK, so we got a thesis. All right. OK, we got you now. We're we going to work it out. But there were some times where we would, we literally had to laugh at it. We would look at like, 
photo shoots and things that we were done. And right before those photo shoots, literally a huge like explosion. And we'd be like over silly stuff, like the clothes we're gonna wear, just something just ridiculous, just to cause us to be at odds. So we couldn't focus to deliver the message and our our connection with the Holy Spirit was blocked because we were so in our feelings and our emotions with one another this part was being cut off because of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And now we had to learn to recognize it. So just like in this season in COVID-19 and this new normal, we start to recognize the attacks of the enemy and like, okay, what am I to learn from this? Okay. Now I've recognized I've been through this storm or I've heard about this storm. So I need to kind of, kind of take a step back, regroup, get my emotions in check before I respond. Because yeah. sometimes it's, it's, you know, when your emotions go from zero to 100, my husband teases me now. He's like, oh, you ready to go from zero to 100? <laughs> and I'm like, I can <laughs> laugh about that. that. Nothing <laughs> good comes out of that. Yeah. So we had to learn to, to navigate these challenges. And that's why we're here to encourage other wives, whether they're listening live or via the replay, that you can learn from these challenges. So it's not like the devil's going to let you go. You're going to keep facing that test until you start to pass it on a consistent basis. Then he searches for other ways. But that's a totally different, different um, topic. But you have to learn to start to recognize that. Mm -hmm. So I even we even started to teach our children, OK, you recognize how enemy keeps coming at you this way. So how are you going to react? So we had to not only teach her about that, but we got to make sure we implement it. And we're walking that out as well. And it's a process. It takes time. It's not something that's overnight, you know, but it can be done, which is what I want the wives to see. So a lot of times they're like, well, you don't know. He gets on my nerves. And this and that. OK, I understand that. But you can still be kind. Think mm -hmm. about it. And like you said, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. God, show me me. And a lot of times we're sitting there pointing the fingers at our spouse and look at all these fingers pointing back at us. Not to say, yeah. OK, I'm the problem and I'm the issue. But while we're pointing at him, God's saying, well, while I'm working on him, daughter, let me show you some things that you need to address as well. And extinct sometimes, but the truth is we need to know so that we can grow, we can evolve, be better wives and to learn how to be kind. Because that was an issue for me. You know, a lot of people laugh now. And they're like, oh, Sakisha, you don't have a mean body. Ask my husband. <laughs> ask my mom. <laughs> they're like, we know there's a God. <laughs> like, if you only knew, honey. <laughs> I know the mean spirit just rises up. I get it. <laughs> me too. Listen, underlying yeah. issues. Got to deal with that. Yeah, but you know what? Now they can see. Okay, they went through that, but look at what's going on in their lives now. Look at God, how God has transformed their lives now. So that should be an inspiration to the wives that are listening, that are watching. Like, wow, you know, she went through that. Yeah, yes, we did. And God still can use us, and He's turning things around in our lives and using it uh, for our good. You know, sometimes we are imperfect beings. I always say our marriage is a work in progress because we're always learning, always trying and growing. And yeah. that's okay, you know, for that wife that may be listening, release the need to be perfect. There's no such thing as being perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect ma marriage. You know, God will prefer perfect those things that concern us. But, you know, we're, we're talking about just the learning process, yes. you know, and yeah. it, it's a process. So you yeah. don't go from being a student to the master overnight. You're just going to learn, keep learning. And you start just being able to take what you've learned and pull somebody else out. 
Yep. And then they yeah. take what they learn and pull somebody else out. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. Um, so what I will ask you guys to do, um, Valerie, if you will pray for the women um, that are having challenges with connecting, commitment, cooperation, and however else God is leading you. And then, Trell, I'll ask you to, to pray as well. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for allowing us to come before you, Father. But before I have any other requests, I want to ask for forgiveness, Lord. Forgiveness for not being kind, Lord. Forgiveness for not being loving, for not even liking, Lord. Just forgiveness for not lining up with your word and lining up as you would have us to go, Father God. So I ask for forgiveness right now. But as women, Lord, and as wives, I pray that you will continuously give us the, the strength, Lord, as we have a number of things that go on in our lives. I pray that you will give us the strength to honor our husbands, to build them up, to support them, Father God, and that you would allow us to just be strong in our marriages, Lord. We have these tools, we have strategies, and, and first and foremost, we have you, and we look to you right now through our prayers and and through fasting, Lord, and just going before you and, and calling out your name, Lord, and, and, and waking up in the middle of night and seeking you, Father God, for what you would have us to do in our marriages and how you would have us to act in our marriages, Father God. I pray that you would, you would help us, Lord, to operate through the fruits of the Spirit, Lord, by showing love and joy and, and living in peace with one another. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing for those of us that are wise and for those of us who are, are wives in waiting, that you will you will help help them to be good in their singleness and help them to show love, joy, and peace and, and the fruits of the Spirit in their singleness, Father, that you would help them, Lord. And I thank you once again for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you, where you brought us from, Lord. For those of us that have been, been here in the trenches, I thank you for where you brought us from. And I'm so glad that we're not where we used to be. We're in a new place right now, Lord. And I just thank you. I just come with a grateful heart today because without you, we would be nothing. Without you, our marriages would be nothing. And I just honor you and praise you today, Lord, for being who you are. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. And we're loved by you. And I'm so grateful today to be loved by you. I'm grateful that the wives are loved by you. I'm grateful that the wives who are in waiting are loved by you because love covers a multitude of sins, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord. I just, if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank you enough. Thank you for this time that we've had tonight in sharing. Help us to continuously connect and cooperate and communicate with our spouses. In your most precious and holy name, I pray. And in your most precious and holy name, I say, amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, God. Lord, I just thank you on tonight, God. I thank you for the opportunity just to share you with thousands of people all around the world. 
God, I thank you for the persecution. I thank you for Valerie, Lord God. I thank you that we are stand together on tonight. Your word says where two or three are gathered together that you shall be in the midst. And God, I feel you in the midst. I feel your presence even now. Lord, I want to say like my my brother David said, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. In the name of Jesus, that has been my prayer and will continue to be my prayer. God, I thank you that you have entrusted your daughters and your sons to us to be able to speak a word in this, this season of their life, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that your word tells us to be kind and to be tenderhearted one to another. And I know, Lord, in order for us to be able to do that, that we have to have a personal and, and, a, and a, a personal and an intimate relationship with you. God, we seek after your intimacy on tonight. Oh, we seek after your closeness on tonight. Your word says we draw nigh to you, that you will draw nigh to us. Oh God. We ask, oh Lord God, that you create in us, oh Lord God a righteous heart, a righteous mindset on tonight. If there's anything that we felt that we thought before tonight toward our spouses, if we've been in a bad attitude, if we've had a bad aura, if we've allowed uh, underlying issues to take over and to overwhelm the peace in our marital, God, we ask that you expose and you discard it right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're committed to one another because we're committed to you. We know that marriage is a God idea. We know that you created us in your image and in your likeness. Oh Lord God, we know, oh God, that in a marriage that you expect us to give to one another and to serve to one another. And we want to show up in that way, God. We want to show up as Christ, as, as, as the bride of Christ showed up in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, your, your love toward us is the greatest demonstration of marriage. And we just want to demonstrate you in our marriage every day. We understand that there'll be times of disagreement. We understand that there'll be times, oh Lord God, when we don't get along and we might want to even pack our bags up and leave or even have the mindset to do so, God. But we are in this to win it, oh God. We are in our marriage until the end when we stood before the judge or stood before the priest and stood before hundreds or dozens or thousands of people, Lord. We made a commitment not only to you, but we made a commitment to the world. And we are committed to keeping our commitment to you and to those that are counting on us. So God, I thank you for giving us the strength, oh God. I thank you for giving us the stick to it this on tonight. I thank you for giving us the stick to it on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we know that every day will be Sunday, but God, we can lean and trust on you. Your word tells us that we can cast all of our fears, all of our worries, all of our anxieties on you because you care for us. Oh God, so I pray that as wives, we have the proper timing, that we learn timing, we learn tone in the name of Jesus. I pray as wives that we can learn how to manage our emotions and be in more control of what we say and what we think, oh God, and how we allow our feelings to get the best of us and how we will happen to our husbands. In the name of Jesus, as wives, I pray that we be more temperament in the name of Jesus, that we can control the temperature more, God. We can control the environment more because we are showing up as right. We are ambassadors of you, Lord, and we are serious about how we are honoring and respecting our husbands. Oh, God, bridle our tongues so that what we say, what we, say we will not regret because what we say is what we will eventually see. But your word says that life is death is in the 
power of our tongue. God, we want to see life and we speak life. So I pray for someone that's looking at this recording or looking at us live tonight that they will begin to speak life into their marriage, even if things look deathly, even if things look like they're over, even if the worst seems like it's happening. God, I pray that they will begin to speak life. I pray that they will begin to have a clear mind and a clear conscience and that they operate in a place of forgiveness, grace, and mercy toward your husband, oh God, and that they will see life manifested. And whatever they need to do inwardly, I pray to God that you do such inwardly. I understand that in no manifestation to internal transformation God, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to come to your sons and your daughters. And I thank you, God, that you praise the righteous one of the much. And I believe in many believers that we will see the results of these prayers manifest in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Before we close out, I would like, um, let's see, Trell, can you give our listeners um, a website or or information where they're able to stay connected with you, with the Wives Who Win movement? Absolutely. Uh, you guys can find me at You can just connect the picture information and everything, anything that I'm doing, you'll be connected and you'll get details first. And I also have a learning center. We have to continue to learn. We will never we just mack out to my house, I can say that. So I invite you over and join that community as well. All right. Okay. And for Valerie, uh, do you have a website or information that our listeners can stay connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. It is ValerieAshfordBrown.com. You can go there. There is a free gift waiting for if you sign up to get on the email list. But you can find me there and feel free to connect with me, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms. All right. So I, as just in closing, I just wanted to remind all of our listeners that um, what I was getting is just old ways won't open new doors. So mm-hmm. in this new normal, we have to be willing to shift. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have dynamic women that are coming on this platform uh, here to equip you with the tools and strategies you need in order for your marriage to win. And it's not it's natural principles, but it's biblical principles mm-hmm. as well. Recognize Rome was not built overnight. And the same in your marriage. These are tools and strategies you can start to incorporate little by little on a daily basis to start to see the shift taking place in your marriage. You just have to be intentional about doing so. And just we want to thank you for joining. If you take a moment, go to the bottom of the chat and leave what your greatest takeaway was for this evening, because I know there were lots of nuggets of wisdom flowing uh, tonight. So we would love, love to hear about it. So make sure you go into the chat room, put your greatest nuggets of wisdom or one of your greatest takeaways. Make sure you stay connected with Valerie and Trell. And for those of you that are struggling in your marriages, we are uh, we are offering a copy of our book, Struggling to Keep the Vows book 
um.com if you go to that website you can grab your copy of that as well and we want to thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our heart for joining us this evening make sure you tell a friend tell a wife about um the women who uh women wives who win <laughs> what are you right what are wives <laughs> it's all right it's all right <laughs> For the winning wives pray call yes. and if you're interested in being on the platform definitely message me to let me know and if you have some topics that you'd like to hear about um you want us to talk about message me as well because we would love to make sure that we are meeting your needs so until next time we're usually here every thursday night at 9 p.m we love you we thank you for joining us and for trell and valerie thank right. you thank you thank All you right. for joining it's thank been an you. amazing Time. <laughs> All right, and we will talk to you guys soon. Yes. Bye, everyone. Take care.